0: I'm Daniel Eccles, and this is The Opportunity Collective, a network that's helping faithful creators like yourself collaborate to create more opportunities and live purpose-driven lives. The goal is collaboration over competition and we want to create more opportunities for ourselves, but more importantly, for other people. So welcome to The Opportunity Collective. The first ever podcast guest for the Opportunity Collective was Senator John Crane, who's a state senator, but he also did something called Sagamore Leadership Initiative. And now we're coming full circle and we have Jonathan Mayo who also works with John Crane at the Sagamore Leadership Initiative. Um, and he doesn't just do that. Uh, Jonathan is all over the map with a, a bunch of different passions and projects. And so that's what we're gonna talk about. Working in three very unique spaces. How does he transition between those three? How does he uh, manage his energy and his time? And I know this might be a really great conversation for you because it's likely as a creative yourself, you are managing and balancing a bunch of different roles. So. I hope that this is helpful for you and uh, just enjoy this conversation with Jonathan Mayo. Well, Jonathan, this is full circle like you were just telling me before I hit record. My first podcast guest was John Crane, who as some of our OG listeners might might remember is part of Sagamore Leadership Initiative, and you also are part of that, but uh, this is It's already been about like two years since John came on to the podcast, and sure, this podcast has changed, and life has changed a lot, and some things about Sagamore might be different now too, but that's not all you do, and not all of who you are either, but it is a component. So before we get started, just kind of tell everybody a bit about who Jonathan is, what it is that you're passionate and excited about, what's actually important for people to know about you.
1: Yeah, Daniel, thank you so much for having me. And you're right, it is a full circle moment. Uh, a lot has changed in the life of, of Sagamore, even in those two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is me having the opportunity to, to join that wonderful team and organization. And, and we'll get to that piece about Sagamore. I'll start with who am I and uh, all the crazy things that I get to be a part of. I will start with I'm 40 years old. And I think you'll see how that weaves in and out of today's discussion. But turned 40 this year, have two kids in college, which makes my wife and I now empty nesters, which is a whole new phase to navigate in adulthood. And I get the honor to be in three very distinct spaces, which right, entrepreneurs and creatives, we sort of do these things to ourselves. I work for the Indiana Dental Association in their health insurance trust. So a very niche consulting insurance role in the business world. Then I get to put on my other creative hat and be director of programs and relationships for Sagamore Leadership Initiative, which is involved with middle school, high school, and college age kids. And then I get to be a Uh, football coach. I'm technically our freshman head coach at Avon High School. And so I am involved very heavily, especially in the summer and fall with high school students and coaching football.
0: Gosh, you know, I didn't know that you were at Avon for some reason. I don't think that that's come up there. You know that that's where I went to high school, right?
1: (laughs) I sure
0: do. Yes, you you were royalty <laughs> out here. Uh. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so sure. Everybody has been been talking about that Daniel Eccles still from back in like what 2011. <laughs> I'm long forgotten. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that three different spaces, and uh, honestly, I'm sure that it's hard to to transition between three different spaces like that. How are you? having your hands in all of these different things and what are some maybe frustrations that you have juggling these multiple jobs, but maybe also with those frustrations some surprising delights.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think and as I've listened to some of the previous podcasts, it it's incredible when you realize that there are a lot of people who have their hands in a lot of different spaces yeah. and are- different businesses. And then they've got a nonprofit that they're heavily involved with or church life they're involved with, or it, you name it. Right. And so uh, this audience, it's exciting to be a part of uh, listening and learning from your guest, and then getting a chance to ch- tell my story today. And you're right. There are both challenges and some incredible opportunities that come with that spirit and wanting to be involved in so much uh, to, to me. And I think, Many would say the same. The biggest challenge is just what I would say time management, right? It it could be, am I spending the right amount of time in each one of these buckets at any given part of the day, week, or month? And it's so easy to, if you're not careful about tracking the time and, and your energy, maybe there's a season where there's a project you're working on with one group and you're actually really excited about it, it could lead you to spending way more time over there at the neglect of mm-hmm. one of the other opportunities, right? Yeah. And, so, and again, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing at the surface level. It's because you're excited about what you're doing with one of those groups. But you also, for me, I can't be so excited that it's to the detriment of the other two buckets that I've committed mm-hmm. myself to as well. So, making sure that that I am honoring the commitments I've made with my time and talent and energy, that that to me is the biggest challenge. So,
0: what do you find yourself as far as when you do have some free time? Is it easy to I imagine for myself, I would be exhausted in some ways and maybe even using that free time in less purposeful ways, mm. then um would be beneficial to you know make sure that these other three buckets, you might spend so much on that and then just numb out to top chef like I have for the last 20 seasons. <laughs> good
1: one, good choice. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah we, we literally just finished season 20 after starting at season one two nights ago so yeah i've been numbing out to that for a while now <laughs> but uh
1: now on to your next yeah
0: thing. yeah now on to the next thing well and that's the thing i don't want to i don't right. want to mm-hmm. um, especially as i'm starting a job in ministry especially mm-hmm. as i am doing still the opportunity collective in the podcast like i i don't want my free time and the other stuff to be a detriment to those two things. But then I also don't want those two things to be a detriment to my family and to some of the the work that I'm doing in the home and stuff. So I, I guess, how do we find that, that balance and even the free time mm, no that's something that I'm. I'm wondering for myself too. Um, Like we, I just put a post-it note on the TV today. and Said, "What else could you be doing?" Oh, that's <laughs> um, good. Yes, yes. So
1: uh, we'll <laughs> see how long that post-it note lasts. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it, it's. I love that you bring that up, Daniel, because that's that time management piece. But but it's outside of when you, you when you shut professional side of what you're doing or. Volunteer side and and anything that we're mm-hmm. involved, in, it, then it's yeah. How do you recharge? But do so in a a way that is uplifting to your family, to to your relationships, your friendships, right? And 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 restoring, so that you can continue to to be fully present in all those areas, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's no surprise, man, that the scrolling algorithm was a game changer. And we are so apt to just scroll to the next thing and the next thing. And, and, and I I find myself, that's my biggest challenge to where I will have to catch myself just numbing out, if you will. But um, I like your, your note on the, on the TV that says, Hey, what, what else could you be doing? So that's Mm. a good one.
0: Yeah it's hard we have these other things that we are passionate about and then we also have our work that we're passionate about but it can be we give so much energy to our work that we don't have energy left in our day to to do the things that we uh, also want to be doing but then there's the reverse side that if we put so much of our energy into the things we want to be doing we don't have anything left over for work so it is definitely the management of both time and energy that is so important Here's a it question is, and that and wasn't... It, I, oh,
1: I, I, Sorry, but there is one thing that, that, that you raised there that I think is so... I was so excited to share coming into this uh, discussion just because, man, my career, and this is why I mentioned earlier that, I, that being 40, it really matters in my story, and that is there had been seasons of my life, whether it's the careers and the, the opportunities I have now, or early in my career or even mid career where I have been on fire for the jobs and opportunities that I have right and and <laughs> they were life giving job opportunities and and now I also recognize that's not always the case for everybody right somebody right now is listening to this going man I I just have to grit through each and every day. Like I wake up and that's the last thing I want to do, but I have to do it right. And I get that there are those seasons and I have been in those seasons. But one thing I would say right now about all three of the buckets that I get to be a part of, I'm so blessed that I can say all three are life-giving. So when I am, even though it does take a lot of energy, It's also replenishing energy for me. And so I can go into my next thing. You know, I go to coach high school football at three in the afternoon. I've already put in a full day with Sagamore and with the Indiana Dental Association. And instead of getting to football practice exhausted and worn out, I love what I'm doing. And so everything I've done in that morning has filled me up. And I love coaching football. So I show up on the field filled up. And just ready to yeah. just overflow with energy and passion and, and let's attack the day and have a best practice and all that. And then I get home from practice and I'm filled up from being around those young men and the things that we just accomplished in practice that I can bring my best self to dinner with my wife and hanging out with friends, etc. Right. But like I said, I also understand there have been seasons in my life where work was draining and being able to understand that it was a, a season that was preparing me for the next season really helped hmm. me get through it. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy how my uh, career has had both sides of that, that coin when it comes to the, the work I'm doing.
0: Yeah, and what you just mentioned, too, like the work that you have done leading right into another season, and it might not look similar, but these three things that you're doing, Indiana Dental Association. Sagamore Leadership Initiative and a football coach, is there a through line? Is there a, a theme that you you see in all of the, the work that you're doing as a as an entrepreneur or a, a creative or a leader?
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Uh, I I would love to spend about a half hour thinking of you know, <laughs> what is that through line in in all of those, but I'll answer it this way. I was having a conversation just this week about these three buckets. And man, I hope this is encouraging to to somebody listening right now. When I was a high school student going into college, I thought that I had to pick one of these spaces to be in. Here's what I mean by that I went to a Christian liberal arts college my freshman year. And it's a place where I could be a business major with a youth ministry minor. That's what I started out as a freshman in college as. And I, you know, so even I can look in and say, man, I I held these two things, you know, in my heart. I wanted to do business and I love that world, but I also wanted to change the world and I wanted to impact students. And, you know, and and there was this like altruistic part of me as well. Uh-huh. I thought that, okay, well, I have to kind of pick one, but the school at least lets me have a major and a minor that kind of still holds both together. And all these years later, 24, 25 years later into my career, you look at what I get to do on a daily basis, and God has basically shown me you didn't have to pick. I have opened doors and given you experience, and you've just walked one step at a time to a place where in your 40s, you now get to do business with the Indiana Dental Association and you get to make a difference with youth through football. Mm -hmm. And Sagamore leadership is a combination of both. It is a business development and it is impacting youth. And I just uh, could not be more excited about where I am today But man, that road to get to where I am today, I'd love to unpack, right? For anybody that wants to hit me up after this, (laughs) like I could unpack to you the numerous valleys and it felt like I was wandering in the wilderness between 20 and 40, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely get that. And I, I see a similar experience even in my own thing, like jumping around from working at a coffee roaster to doing career coaching at a at a college, doing youth ministry, working in software, like there are different through lines that one kind of leads to the next, even though it doesn't seem like it. Uh, but I don't have to just choose one area of passion. I can mix them all up and they just help one another and add more depth of experience to the things that I'm doing, even joining the the group's position at Traders Point. There are some things that a year in software, I'm like, I how is this going to apply? And in the first two weeks, I already am just like, oh, my software experience and knowing how to kind of have a software language, I don't think I ever really got it, <laughs> but <laughs> has proved helpful as we cool. are working through systems to better connect with our group leaders. So you just yeah. never know what is going to be useful. Yes. You just never know. And your through line, it sounds like, is very much uh, you care about the, the business side. You care about also our, our youth and development when it comes to our next leaders, our emerging leaders. As you've continued throughout your career to work with these emerging leaders, what are some things you're noticing about emerging leaders uh, today?
1: Yeah, emerging leaders and and students of high school, college level in particular, they are, they are brilliant, and I don't think that gets mentioned enough, right? They, we we often see the negatives in the next generation and and so forth, but man, they are just incredibly smart. They have the whole world and resources at their fingertips, and and they're they're using it, whether they think they you know realize it or not. They they just know so much more than. I feel like I would have in high school or college and they work so much harder. Now it could be said they only work hard at the things they want to work hard at. I I could see that argument sometimes, Uh, but man, I mean, I've got young athletes who will just overlap from one season to the next to the next. And they're in private training on the weekend or they're doing one sport, but then they're in AAU, and so they have Sunday games, and they'll show up to six a.m. workouts, and then do practice from three to five, and then you know they've got homework, and I, I mean, and then they're back at it at six a.m. the next day, and and I don't know too many adults that work as hard as a lot of the young men that that I get to coach, and uh, yeah. so so there there is a work ethic there. I would also dovetail that to say it is they are more selective, right? I mean, they're only Mm. going to work hard at the things that they are really passionate about. So for me, one of the things that I like to do in both Sagamore leadership and just coaching is, is find out who they are. You know, what Mm. drive? Yeah. I know you love football. That's why you come to practice every day, but outside of football, what, what is it that makes you tick? What gets you excited? What are you passionate about? You know, and just listening to them and then trying to point them in ways of, well, have you thought about studying this? Or did you know you could volunteer with this group or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that be just trying to connect them to their passion?
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's our goal, too, is collaboration, just opportunities come from that sort of thing. And that starts with knowing what somebody is passionate about, who they are, and their own personal mission and everything. And then you can know how to help and point them in the direction and assist them in whatever it is that they feel called to. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard thing, though, too. Like, yeah, they are really hardworking, but then also only for the things that they uh, feel passionate about. Some people might think that's a bad thing, but also maybe it's not. Maybe there's boundaries, and they set limits and only accept things that are actually going to be life-giving. And that is a lesson that other generations um, could probably benefit from as well. So looking at that as not a, a negative thing, but a positive of, well, you're, they're going to, when they do do work, it'll be way more excellent than some of the other work <laughs> that might be done by somebody that doesn't care about about that, but is doing it for a paycheck. Yeah. Um, yeah. so Mm -hmm. but it's really hard to find those, those things in in that fit. There's extra work to have to find that fit of what you're going to be passionate about and really pursue and put, put your all into. Um, That, that can be hard for some people. Not for me and not for you. It doesn't sound like we, uh, there are too many things that we want to do.
1: (laughs) Yes. No doubt about it.
0: That's right. When you think of the, these other people like us, faithful, creatives, entrepreneurs, emerging leaders, How do you want to help them? What are some skills, resources, gifts that you possess that you would love to share with the Opportunity
1: Collective? Oh, man. Yeah, I I love this question because I would say the number one thing is just someone that uh, would be able to to listen if, if given the opportunity, right, to listen to your story and perhaps help connect some dots or just offer encouragement. Mm -hmm. You know, I've taken a a million of these predictive assessments and personality things and Enneagrams Uh and all of that. and, And they all keep coming back to say that, hey, you know, one, I am just naturally an encourager and a listener and even someone I, I joke to that if maybe one day I'll pivot and become a mediator because I'm I'm really good at being able to to hear one side and hear the other and, and sort of find that commonality and that middle ground or that compromise. And 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 so I would say just to this group of podcast listeners and this collective is if you're ever in a place of of just stuck is probably the best way to put it. You know, should I keep pursuing this passion project, or what about this, or hey, listen to my story and see what I'm missing? Is there a blind spot you know mm-hmm. that I'm missing? man, that is something that that I get excited about because going back to why did I say I'm forty kind of right out of the gate is one of the other fun things that I'm learning as I get a little bit older. I'm not going to say I'm old is, is that every stage of life needs a coach. You talked about, you know, career coaching and, and things of that sort. And, and not that I'm, I'm not that, okay, <laughs> at least not my profession. But it, it excites me to be able to encourage and coach people at any level, right? So a lot of the same enthusiasm And team culture and buy-in that I create as a freshman football coach, I can turn around and and use that to help encourage a 45-year-old adult who is saying, I'm trying to balance my marriage, my kids, my work, you know, and my passion project, and I'm exhausted. And I don't know how to keep this thing going on the, you know, keep the train on the tracks. Well, let's go have coffee. Okay. And, and let me just listen to your story because I think we just need, every adult needs that. And some of us have places for connection like that and others don't. And so I would, uh, I would definitely lean into that and be able to, to offer that to this community
0: yeah yeah no, that's great. That's exactly what you do with your your students just being able to have some insight of what are some other things that I see in you and that you're passionate about and where can we direct that uh how can we manage that and you don't have to do it by yourself let me encourage you and we can manage it together that goes a long way so yeah I love that that's a great a great offering Jonathan so thank you yeah. for for that but also let's flip the question around we'd love to do it that question is how can we help you what are some gaps that you're missing right now that if somebody was able to step in it would be a a huge help in in all of the things that you're passionate about in doing
1: yeah that's that's wonderful and i love that that collaboration piece is greater than competition and and so for for me i'll stick specifically to the the sagamore leadership scope Mm -hmm. of what i'm doing and and you know we are in a place i talked earlier about hey things have probably changed a little bit in the life of sagamore in in two years and we are so excited about this daniel we have created a 34 conversations uh that are are high, high end video quality. And Mm. we have filmed these. They're three to six minutes, each one of these 34 conversations. And we have an entire video curriculum library that is ready to be distributed for purchase by schools, youth groups, you name it. And Mm. one of the things that, that we say, Daniel, is it's already we had sort of some beta tests this fall with this curriculum and it's being used in Carmel, Indiana, and it's being used in Columbus, Indiana. And so like any good Baptist preacher, right? You got to keep the C theme going on. Oh yeah. Why can't we be in Connecticut all the way to California, right? <laughs> if we're in those two places, then we can be coast to coast. And it's a little cheesy, but it's, it's our reality now that Sagamore leadership went from being driven by people who were passionate about teaching leadership to young adults, you know, high school and college age kids, but it had to be a really talented teacher that almost had to create their own curriculum or at a minimum, learn it out of a three ring binder of, you know, teaching material and then regurgitate it. Now it is simply press play on the video curriculum. The students will be engaged with the video. It's shot at such a high quality. And then the facilitator guide just lowers that level of teacher that's needed. You can just walk through the facilitator guide and, and it can be impactful. And so we are super excited about the... The latest iteration of Sagamore leadership. And so just to to wrap that up in a bow, just people who would like to know more about it, would like to check out a sample of the videos, who says, hey, I know a a superintendent or a principal or my youth pastor that could maybe, you know, check out the videos and might be interested in using it. Just connections to people that that would possibly use uh, and impact students with our curriculum.
0: Yeah, and that's a curriculum that's great for, for students as a leadership curriculum. But is there a particular subset uh, that you would say that this is just really, really good for this kind of a student leader?
1: You're talking about topics that would be... A, a good sub uh, just before, in
0: general, yeah, just in general the the whole uh curriculum is there a particular uh a type of student leader that would really benefit from it, or um just student leaders in general
1: yeah, well, here's the fun part. what we say at Sagamore leadership is that everyone is a leader, and mm-hmm. I actually go in and I teach this. I was just at Plainfield Community middle School about a month ago, and I have this lesson, this uh, 10 to 12 minute talk that I give. And it's always fun to ask a middle school student, do you think everyone is or will be a leader is the way I ask the question. And most of the kids say no, right? Their concept of what a leader is leads them to say, no, like not everybody is going to be a leader. Okay. And by the time I'm done with 10 minutes, I have almost convinced the whole room that, oh my goodness, like more people are quote unquote leaders than my narrow mindset was going into this. And that's what we try to do at Sagamore is say, look, you know, if you have influence over anybody, just one person, you are a leader. And therefore, how are you leading that one person? It might only be one. It might be your president of the United States and you're leading a whole lot more than one person, right? Mm -hmm. But whether it's one or an entire country, you know, how are you being the best leader that you can be be, and leading them for good? And that's the uh, name of our video curriculum is leading for good. And so we just unpack a whole lot of different topics. And so uh, yes is someone is a student who is more inclined towards leadership ideas, right? Like they're in student council and student government or they're DECA or they're a tennis team captain or their youth pastor has said, hey, you're on our student leadership team, you know, or something like that. Yes, students who have sort of been called out into leadership as as a teenager, that is the primary subset that can benefit from this. But like I said, this can be, we believe every student is and will be a leader. And so how can they learn some practical tips to be a better leader?
0: Okay. Yeah. No, that's helpful. I, I think too, just hearing a little bit more of the kinds of things that are taught in the curriculum and, and everything. And also a challenge, if you can't think of one person that you're influencing, well, you, you always influence yourself. So you're still a leader.
1: So yes. <laughs> Self-leadership <laughs> as that's well. A, that's one of the primary leadership lessons. You have to be able to <laughs> lead you yourself go. well. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: so, there, so there you go. Everyone has influence over somebody, even if it's just yourself. So well, how can people contact you, get connected with you, and start collaborating with you today?
1: Yeah, that's perfect. So out on uh, Twitter, or I guess X, right? That's still <laughs> so hard to fix. But out not thre- that-
0: you're not on Threads,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Instagram, the, it's the same handle. It's FB for football. So FB Coach J Mayo. A little bit long, but everybody else took the easier ones, and then. By email, it's Jonathan Mayo at SagamoreLeadership.org. So, Jonathan at SagamoreLeadership.org.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jonathan. I just love getting to connect with you and getting to connect with so many other people that are in similar spaces with us. That's what I'm passionate about. And I, I want for our listeners to get out there and just collaborate with other people and start having conversations with people that are in the same space as they are. We're only going to be better for doing that. And we don't have to do it alone. So right. collaboration over competition That's the motto. So we're going to keep doing that. And listener, thanks for joining us. We hope that this helps you create some more opportunities and live a more purpose-filled life. Join us next time.
1: Thanks, Daniel.